Hello, this is Pastor Steve Sebring of Lansing Avenue Baptist Church in Jackson, Michigan. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this Sunday's morning message. We're in 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1-7, through 7, and part 2 of looking at what Peter says to husbands and wives. Last week we looked at verses 1-6 through 6 on the charge he gives to wives, and this week it's the charge he gives to husbands. It's such a beautiful relationship that God has given us, one of mutual respect and love and support. Though they are different roles and and called to do that in different ways, it's beautiful when they come together, honor the Lord and how they relate to one another, knowing that they are fellow heirs, the grace of life, as we see in verse 7. So hopefully this will be a great challenge and encouragement to you. Uh, just a reminder that there are ways to get to know us better here at Lansing Avenue Baptist Church. You can find our website, labcjackson.org, and there's contact information there and information about ministries and other things. You can also see our Facebook page, see what's going on right now. But we would love to be an encouragement to you and get to know you better and see you know and serve Christ. But let's go to First Peter chapter 3. Have you ever seen a type of you know of motorcycle racing where it's motorcycles with sidecars and they are racing around a track and there are two people involved in this to where one is you know doing the normal you know control the bike part then there's a second person who's on the the sidecar but they're not just sitting in the sidecar it's pretty pretty nuts just to to watch how they you know hang off the bike off of this side or that side, depending on what type of turn they're about to make. Uh, and it's interesting how, how well they have to work together. Uh, the person you know, flying around the, the, the bike and the sidecar to hang off of it and make sure the weight is right has to trust that driver not to throw them off. And they have to work together, otherwise the bike will be you know, coming off the ground. And it's pretty impressive to, to watch. You see them do the round road courses, and I even saw the doing it, you know, dirt bikes too, and actually throwing in jumps in the middle of it. That's, that's pretty crazy or, or pretty impressive. But the idea there is to see how two people have to, to work together doing totally different things. I mean, they're both thinking about the, the weight and a lot of good stuff, but one person's controlling the bike and one person is just making sure they're in the right spot so that the bike doesn't go out of control. But they've got to work together and they've got to do their part or it doesn't work. And we're talking now about about our marriages and seeing that there are two people that come together that are different completely. And often you'll see just practically that, that the Lord is, is wise and how he puts people together that are totally different from each other in maybe their approaches or their, their styles or uh, just their, their strengths and weaknesses. And that's a wonderful thing. But also we're seeing here as Peter talks about marriage, that he has different responsibilities for the wife and for the husband. The two are going together uh, so that they work together, so that the marriage works and does well. We see this also in Ephesians 5, as was read, that uh, the wife has, has her role, her thing that God has called her to do in that relationship, and the husband has the thing that he's called to do in that relationship. And both will answer to God for you know, how he or, or she did in that role and how he or she did in fulfilling those responsibilities. Because as God puts us together, we get to work together in our different roles to do something Amazing. Do something really cool together uh, as a couple and work to, to serve the Lord together and learn and grow together. And as I mentioned you know, last week, it's kind of like you know, 
peanut butter and chocolate, two wonderful things coming together to make something even better. And uh, that's what God does with us in our marriage. And last week we talked about uh, the first six verses of chapter 3 in First Peter, where wives are called to submit to, to yield to uh, their husbands, to allow their husbands to, to fulfill his responsibility, to, to lead, to, to sacrificially love. And so a wife is called, as she follows the Lord, to give her husband that room to, to do his part, to, uh, to submit to, to that leadership. Again, that's not dominance at all, as we'll see in the husband's responsibilities. They make it very clear that that's not what this is about at all. But it's giving him room to serve the Lord, giving him room to uh, do his part, to learn, to grow. And some of that's going to be you know, trusting him as a, as a person, that he's going to make mistakes, he's going to have weaknesses, he's going to need help, and, and letting him you know, work through that and being there to support. And that's a wonderful role of, of, of wives and can be done and, and have great impact on a family, on a church, on a culture. So it's a, a wonderful role that the God has given for, for women. And we actually, on Wednesday night, we like to discuss the Sunday message before. And it was just an, a neat discussion here, some of the ladies on, you know, uh, how has God used this in your life? Or what, what would you tell a, a young lady uh, you know, about an upcoming marriage or young in marriage? What does it mean to be a wife? Or what, what advice would you give? Just neat things there to see that this is a partnership. This is God working in both of you. This is uh, a neat part of that relationship, how you come together, doing different things, but working together. And it gives you, again, that, that charge to... Let your, your husband fulfill his role, as we'll talk about today. And you know, as the, the chancellor of the school where you know, my wife and I went for college, he would, he would talk about uh, submission and say, sometimes submission for the wife is, is ducking so that God can hit your husband. Sometimes it's, it's you know, getting out of the way so God can work on him and help him to, to learn and to grow. Because um, you know, we're each going to answer for how we did our part as we work together. And so we talked about wives last week in, in that role of yielding and of support and, and upholding a, a husband who's, you know, again, human. He's got his strengths and weaknesses. So uh, encourage you, probably even uh, by the end of our time together, encourage our husbands and wives with some uh, ways to encourage each other uh, this week or a little homework maybe. But, uh, so that was wives last week. But we get to verse 7, and there's a charge to wives. In this discussion here, it's all within the context of of submission, coming in how to deal with living in this life with its troubles. I talked about how it had to do with uh, submitting to your government, uh, with even servants submitting to masters, and, and then in a marriage relationship, wives have this, this role of, of yielding and of support. Now, it's different from you know, servants and masters and to, to government, but it's still that idea of, of yielding. But for the husbands, we find out really quick here in verse 7 that this does not mean that they are just the boss. It just does not mean that they are uh, to have dominion over uh, a wife, that they're to treat her as any less, because this is not about value. This is not about uh, one person being more important than the other, because that's just not how it is. Go back to the, you know, the sidecar racing illustration. If you know, both of them are equally important, somebody's got to work through the gas and the brake and all that stuff, and then somebody's got to make sure the weight's in the right place, otherwise the whole thing just doesn't work. Or you'll end up upside down and all sorts of crazy stuff. But, and so it's not about one being more important or one being better than the other. It's not that at all. But 
as we'll see here, the husband's charge, he has a couple of things that he is to do so that this marriage might be a, a God-honoring, biblical marriage. Now, as we mentioned last week, and this will be true for husbands as well as wives, that this is not dependent on, on how the other person in the relationship is doing. That God doesn't give a, an exception here for the wives. That submit unless, unless he's a jerk. Submit unless, unless he's a bum. Then you can do whatever you want. And he doesn't tell husbands here to, as it said, to dwell with your wife according to knowledge. He says that's true unless, unless she just nags you all the time. Unless she, she uh, doesn't do what you want her to do. But it's not about whether or not the other person deserves it. But these are the charges given to us for us to do our part. And we will answer for that. There's even the sense of, I mentioned last week, uh, the, a cycle that we're either going to head downward in a cycle or upward in, in a cycle. And I get that idea from a book called Love and Respect by Emerson Egrich. I encourage you, that's a, a neat one to pick up about, about marriage. Uh, it takes that idea of love and respect from Ephesians 5. That if we have that idea that it was a husband to say, well, I, I'll love my wife when she submits or when she respects me, well, She's going to maybe turn around with the attitude, well, I'll respect him when he loves me. And it's just going to, that sort of attitude heads downward, and that relationship's not going to get better. But we can ask that question, whose responsibility is it to work on that marriage? Whose responsibility is it to take that first step to do their part? And the answer is, it's yours. Whether you're the wife or the husband, it's your responsibility to do your part. The wife to, to follow the Lord, to, to submit, to yield there. And if you're the husband, it's, it's your job to, to love, to, as we'll see here, to dwell according to knowledge with her. Uh, whether or not that other person in your mind deserves it. Uh, but we need to be faithful. And we need to serve the Lord in this. And doing that, you'll encourage your spouse to take on his or her role more seriously. And in fact, he even told the wives here that... Uh, if you take this on and you do this, even unbelieving spouses might be one to the Lord through your testimony. And God can use those things in powerful ways that you're doing your part, not conditioned on whether or not the other person is doing what they ought to do. And we take that you're really from the way that God works with us, that, that God loves us, not conditioned on anything that we've done, not conditioned on how much we deserve it, because in fact we don't deserve his love. We don't deserve for Christ to take our place on the cross to pay for our sin. We don't deserve for him to rise again conquering death, so that simply through faith we can be forgiven. We can be made whole, given a home in heaven forever. We can be made part of God's family. All that comes through grace. You know, good definition there is the unmerited favor that we did not deserve it. And the same thing in our in our marriages that we don't do this because the other person deserves it or not. We do it because God's called us to to do it. And for our husbands here, a couple of things for for how you are to 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 act or how you are to be in your marriage so that it might be a biblical marriage. The first one we see at the beginning of verse seven: Husbands, dwell with your wives according. To knowledge. Chapter 3, verse 7. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them with understanding. That uh, we see here first that you're to, to dwell with your wife, pointing to the fact that there's a relationship here. This isn't just a, like a, a business partnership, this isn't a transactional thing, but your wife isn't your, your possession, she's your partner. She's your, your wife. You're, you, there's to be a relationship. Even in Genesis, um, 
chapter 2, verse 24. It says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. That these two people are to, to come together and their lives are to be intertwined to where they are together, kind of like just one. That they are one flesh together. There's certainly going to be physical elements to that, but emotional and mental and spiritual that we're one together. That's a neat thing, even in the qualifications for pastors and deacons, that you're to be a man of one wife. Or actually, literally, it's be a one-woman man. And I know one of my professors, a grammar professor, would talk about this, that as you, know, you see a guy or, or a lady, one thing that should come to your mind automatically is his or her spouse. Just to think, oh, there's, there's Steve. Just Oh, yeah, he goes with Amy. That's just, that ought to be kind of our thoughts, because we're one. We're together. Uh, there's a relationship that is to be there. So, so our husbands are called to dwell with their wives, to be close to their wives. And encourage us here as, as men that in our, our marriages to take that, that seriously. It's a relationship we're to be working on. It's a relationship we're to, to grow in. Um, and for you know, men, maybe more so than, than women, we need this, this charge. Men are a little less relational than, than women. Or maybe we build relationships differently. Maybe that's a better way to say it. Often I've heard that you know, women like to build relationships face-to-face. Men like to build them you know, shoulder to shoulder. Let's do something together. Let's bust rocks together or build something together. And that's how men get to know each other. Uh, women you know, will just sit down and talk. But now they're getting different personalities all over the place. But there's kind of a common theme amongst you know, men and women there. Then I've seen that at work, that men build relationships through, through working together, shoulder to shoulder. And, and maybe they need that reminder with your wife. She's, she's not just one of the guys. that She needs you to dwell with her. She needs you to build a relationship with her. Um, and so that's, that's part of our, our charge here. And this dwelling with her, this relationship, it's to be according to knowledge. That we're to, to, to know what's going on. And I think this knowledge would have at least a couple of elements to it. One, uh, as a husband, you're to know what's it mean to be a good husband. What, what is this marriage thing that I'm a part of? What is going on? What am I supposed to do? And so we can look to the, the scriptures and see, what am I supposed to be as, as a husband? If we look at uh, Ephesians 5, which was read for us earlier this morning, uh, just to start in verse, back in verse 22 of Ephesians 5, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. You know, this is part of her relationship to God that she yields to her husband, but for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also head of the church. He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let wives be uh, to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. They might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. And so we see here this picture that husbands and wives are supposed to picture Christ in the church. This tells us that for the husband and his role, he is to understand that his role isn't dominion. His role isn't just authority, but his role is love. That to look at what Christ did for the church, he loved the church so much he gave himself for the church. 
that he, this love, maybe you've heard of that agape, that Greek word for, for love, it's that sacrificial love that Christ has for the church. That's what we're talking about here. And so in this, this leadership, it's servant leadership. It's sacrificial leadership. And so a man's not called just to bark out orders, but he's called to give himself for his wife. That my wife is to have my time, my attention, my effort, that I'm to give myself for her. I'm to, to be willing to, to go to, to great lengths to give myself for her, to make sure she has what she needs, to make sure she is, uh, you know, physically she has all that she needs, to make sure that she has what she needs spiritually so that she can keep learning and growing, to, to be there for her, to, to protect her from all sorts of things. That My role is to give myself for my wife. It's sacrificial. And so we have a wife who's called to, to yield to her husband, to allow him to, to lead. But his leadership is to be selfless. So neither of these people are to, to lift themselves up, but they're to lift the other up. Uh, earlier in Ephesians, actually, we're told to submit to one another. And we're all to have this, this attitude of lifting one another up. But in the marriage that... <clears throat> The wife's role in, in yielding is meant to, to support her husband and to help him do what he ought to do and to help him learn and grow and be strengthened and nourished and all that. And the husband, on the other hand, is through his leadership, through his selflessness, is to love his wife so that she can be built up, so that she can be more what she should be, so that she can be nourished, even as he talks here um, Verse 29 in Ephesians 5, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. So, husbands, your wife isn't just there to make sure you have a sandwich, or that your dishes are done, or all these things, or just make sure the house isn't a mess. That's not what your wife is about. But you are there to nourish her, to cherish her, to, to, to give yourself for her. Again, it's sacrificial, just like Christ... Uh, his love for us is. And so as a husband, I'm to dwell with her according to knowledge, and part of that knowledge is knowing what it means to be a husband, what it means to, to lead sacrificially, what it means to, to make sure I am lifting her up, to make sure I am making sure she has what, what she needs, to, to make sure I am encouraging her and strengthening her and cherishing her, as we saw here. So dwell with her according to knowledge, knowledge of what it means to be a good husband. I think on top of that, that knowledge is to know your wife specifically. That we're to know, you know, what is my wife like and not like? What will, if I say this thing, will that make her mad or happy? Uh, What sort of things stress her out? What sort of things calm her down? What sort of things uh, does she find, you know, peace in? What sort of things you know, are more difficult for her? What are her strengths and weaknesses? And just to, to know her so that I can dwell with her according to knowledge and act on that knowledge. I think I've shared the story before, but I, uh, I, I learned even how detailed that can be or even to go that next step as a husband, you know, more than just, oh, wives like chocolate. I will give her chocolate, but we can do better. We can go further. But uh, I learned that when I gave my wife a Christmas gift a few years ago, that she's collected, uh, back in the 80s, uh, Pizza Hut had these glasses they did with Care Bears on them. My wife has, has collected that whole set, 
And she would find them in antique stores, really enjoyed that. And, and so for one Christmas, I knew there was one that was hard to find that she didn't have, but I could also find it on eBay and spend way more than you should on a little glass cup. But So I bought that for her, and I was all excited that I was going to get her something she was going to love. But then I gave it to her, and she appreciates it, but then she also lets me know part of the fun was finding them. Uh, part of the fun was actually finding it out in the wild and not having to go. She's like, I knew it was there. So it was just me as a husband is like, okay, I, I did okay, but I could have known better. I, I could have gotten to know my wife better with that, and you know, I am getting to know her better you know, through that. But it's a process for us husbands. You know, dwell with your wife according to knowledge. Get to know her. Know, um, know that you know, we have something coming up that's going to you know, cause some stress. We have something coming up that she's been thinking about for a while. Uh, so I shouldn't be surprised by it. But I should instead, you know, honey, I know this is going to be hard. What can I do? How can I help? Uh, I know for for us right now, Amy's been planning a a first birthday party slash gotcha party for for Liam that's coming up in a few weeks. And I I need to help her with all the details and and all that stuff because I know that's something she's been working on. And I'm sure there are things you guys can think. Or maybe it's, you know, family's coming to town. I should ask my wife, what can I do to help you get ready for that? Because I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, for me, I know when I look at something and I think it's clean, and my wife looks at something, she may not think it's clean. Or just, we look at things differently. And so, us as husbands, we don't be afraid to ask and, and to go to the next step. I may think, uh, with, you know, maybe it's Liam's toys, you know, he's just going to get those out five seconds after we put it away anyway, but that's not how I should be thinking. But. We can think, how can I help my wife? How can I help her? Because I know this thing's going to be tough. Or this thing, she's got a lot on her plate with it. Just, I know her, and I dwell with her according to knowledge. That's a, a charge for us as, as husbands. So we even ought to, to ask, you know, husbands, do you, do you have a relationship with your wife? More than just, do you live in the same place? But do you have a, a relationship, a, a partnership together? And it was even brought up the other night in our, our discussion that you know sometimes you look at couples and their relationship seems transactional, where it's like you do this thing for me and then I'll do that thing for you, or uh, kind of you know, making deals with each other that's kind of give and take. And I think there there should be some compromise and you can work things out with each other. But well, that's just kind of the foundation of your relationship. That's that's not what our marriages ought to be. But we're a partnership. We're, we're two people God's put together to, to work together, to encourage and strengthen each other, to be on the same team. So that you know, a wife can come alongside a, a husband and encourage him in strengths and weaknesses. So that you know, when he makes mistakes, that she can assure him, oh, I'm with you. That I'm going to support you through this. I, want it to, I can help you through it. So that when a wife is you know, having a tough day, that her husband can be there to say, what can I do to help? What do you need? What, what sort of thing might encourage you here? Or maybe even as a, as a husband, you, should, you can get to where you know her well enough. You don't have to ask. You can just anticipate. But I know that's asking us husbands. It's getting to know your wife or getting to figure out uh, how women think. For us guys, it's a lifelong journey. Uh, so keep working at it. Uh, don't give up in that. But, but keep learning and growing and, and all that. And, and part of it is also... You know, people change over time. That 
You as a husband, I'm sure you're not the same strapping young man you were the day you got married. Uh, and your wife, you can remember, she's not that, that same young lady anymore either. Uh, some of the things will be the same, but we, over time, we learn, we grow. There, our opinions might change about things or all sorts of things go on over the years. But we're to constantly be learning and growing together. And husbands, that means knowing your wife. It means being in a relationship with her, actively working on that relationship. Uh, and husbands, do you, do you know what the Bible says about marriage? Do you know what it means to be a good husband? That's something we ought to, to constantly be thinking about. Am I measuring up? Am I doing what I ought to do? Am I looking at my wife the way I ought to look at my wife? Am I being there for her the way I ought to be there for her? And then husbands also just ask, do you know your wife? Do you know what she likes and doesn't like? Do you know why she likes it and doesn't like it? Do you uh, know what sort of things that she fears? Do you know what she loves? Do you know what find where you know, things that help her to have peace? Do you know things that cause her stress? Do you know where she's strong and where she's weak? Uh, can you see you know, things coming up uh, ahead that you know, might, she might really enjoy, or things coming up that you know, might cause her a tough week or tough day? Do you know your wife? Do you dwell with her according to knowledge? We as husbands ought to, we're to sacrificially love our wife, to give ourselves to her, knowing what she may, may need or uh, may be encouraged by or may be challenged by. Do you know your wife? So husbands, dwell with your wives according to knowledge. And also, here in verse 7, we see that not only husbands are to dwell with their wives according to knowledge, but husbands, you're to honor your wives. You're to revere your wives. Uh, see here again, verse 7. I'll start at the beginning of verse 7. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife, uh, holding her up in your eyesight, holding her up in your vision, uh, revering her as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Uh, husbands are to not see his, his wife as below him, but he is to hold her up, to see her as valuable, to see her as wonderful, to, to revere her as his wife. The wife is called to, to yield, to submit to her husband, but the husband is called to honor his wife. Uh, again, in his eyes, to, to hold her up. So look at this, uh, this, this, wonderful, this wonderful person who God's allowed me to, to serve with, this wonderful person that I can serve myself to honor her, to recognize her tremendous worth. And last week we even looked at a few references in Proverbs, such as you know, Proverbs 31.10, the Proverbs 31 woman is a well-known passage. But uh, Verse 10 is, Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. And us husbands, we ought to, we're to honor our wives, to see her wonderful and tremendous worth. That she is not, she's not below us at all. But we are equals before God. He's just given us different roles in this relationship. Both very important and valuable roles. But he is to recognize that tremendous worth. He is to honor her as the, the weaker vessel. Now, this is kind of an interesting phrase here, the, the weaker vessel. And there are a couple of uh, ideas that could be at play, or maybe at least a couple that could be at play, but... It's possible that it could be even looking at uh, just the physical differences between men and women. 
now you know there's a scale there and there are some smaller or weaker men and there are some really strong women that could you know probably arm wrestle us all under the table but just in in general women are on average smaller and not as strong as as men so there's a charge here for for men not to not to use your physical size over your, your wife not to to dominate in that sense not to take advantage of of that difference and certainly just on average in culture you kind of see that that you know that's why you know us men you know often it's said that in our marriage vows there ought to be the a couple of additions to the the traditional vows one to to open jar lids uh, we are to do that and the other is to kill spiders because um, we're we're to be the the fearless selfless leader and, and get in there and take care of those things uh, but kind of playing into that idea of, of hers the Often the smaller, though you know there are differences uh, in different people and all that good stuff. But on average, there's that thought. There's also just the thought of the wife for the husband to recognize what the wife is is doing in this relationship. To recognize, I as a husband, my wife has accepted the role that God has given for her to yield, for her to, in a sense, she has to consciously decide to trust me to do my part. And I don't envy that position. And us husbands ought to you know, honor the fact that a wife would do that. That I know me, and I feel bad that you have to trust me. Uh, I feel bad that you're, you're stuck with me. Now, us husbands, we ought to be you know, doing our best to uh, make things as best as we can for our wives. That, uh, knowing that she has trusted me to do my part to lead selflessly, to, to guide us, to direct us as a family, to protect, to, to do all these things for her and the rest of the family that may come. But us husbands have to recognize the what she is doing in that relationship, to not take that for granted, to not just say, okay, woman, come do what I say. But that's not to be how we approach it at all, but to say thank you so much for being my wife. Thank you so much for, for taking on you know, the responsibilities that you have. I greatly appreciate what you do. And us husbands just ought to, just ought to recognize you know, there are so many things that you know, we couldn't do without our wives. You know, we have a hard time seeing what's in the back of the refrigerator, let alone all sorts of other things in life. I don't know if you ever had, maybe I'm the only one. You know, the guy can't find anything at first, but the, the wife finds it right away. I don't know how many times it's happened to me, but uh, too many to, to mention, I'm sure. But we ought to just recognize as husbands the positions our wives have put themselves in to trust us, to uh, do their part in the relationship, trusting that we'll do our part. And so we ought to honor her because of that. To, to, to think on and be considerate of uh, this role she has taken on. Because, again, this relationship isn't about uh, one being less valuable than the other. Because, I mean, you can see women are, are gifted by God in many different ways, and, and sometimes the wife can be more gifted than the, the husband. And uh, uh, us husbands ought to just recognize this is a... Uh, a person that God has created, a person that God loves, a person who is gifted and talented in certain ways, and, and a person that I should appreciate for what she is doing and who she is. Again, these things are a charge to husbands and wives, as we talked about, regardless of who that other person is or what they've done or how well you might think they deserve it. But a husband is to recognize his wife and her value, to honor her, 
to not run over her, to not neglect her, to not take advantage of her, but instead, yes, to hold her up in his eyes, to see her great worth, see her great value as a person, as a, uh, as a wife for you, as maybe a, maybe a mother, as, as a daughter, a sister, a neighbor, uh, all that she is, to see her great and wonderful value. And we even see more about her, her value here in the rest of the verse. Uh, I'll just begin at the beginning again. Husbands likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life. That these are different roles you're to play, but spiritually you guys have the same value. You have the same inheritance. And since you look at we're both sinners who need are dependent on Christ to forgive us of that sin because of his death and resurrection, we are both people who have the same inheritance of eternal life through the grace of God. That we have the same value, the same inheritance together, and a husband should not forget that about his wife. That sure, we we have different responsibilities in this relationship, but we we are in the same level spiritually, the same spiritual uh, value before God. So don't forget that, husbands, as you dwell with your wife according to knowledge, as you honor her as that one who has taken on this this important role of, of support for you as she serves her God. Because ultimately we will, we will answer to God for how we do in these roles. Husbands, you will answer for how you treated your wife. How well you loved her. How well you sacrificially led in your family. And wives, you'll answer for, did you support your husband? Did you help him? Did you encourage him? So I'd encourage us all this, this week as we, we leave here and go forward that we would take on these, these roles to be that pair put together for amazing things. The, the one that God has put together to the, we could each provide wonderful parts to make something even better in this relationship. Encourage maybe even <clears throat> wives this week, take time to think, you know, what are some things you could you know, let your husband know you appreciate about him? Ways that you could let him know that uh, you're behind him, that you support him, that he can make mistakes and you're still you're still going to respect him, that you're going to help him where he's weak, that you're going to cheer him on when he does well. What are some, I encourage you even make a short list. Here are some things I appreciate about you. Or maybe even, I know uh, some of you, your your husbands are, are, are with the Lord now. Maybe even share that with another part of your family. You know, share some good stories about, um, about your husband, the things you appreciated. And encourage a young wife and and what she ought to to be. And for us husbands, encourage us this week to make a conscious effort. Learn about your wife. Find out some ways that you can be a help to her. Find out some things that uh, you you can even ask her. What are some things that I could do more to help you in in our marriage, to to work on this relationship together? And to find out what is it that lets your wife know that you love her. Maybe it's some flowers. Maybe it's uh, a certain type of flower. Know that that's her favorite. Uh, to know, uh, I know for instance that my dad does not get my mom, you know, roses because you know, to mom, you know, roses are for funerals. Uh, just that's her thought. 
Uh, so mom, dad knows don't get roses for, for her. That's not what lets her know she's loved. Uh, I know for, for, for my wife, you know, she wants, you know, a lot of times it's time is a, is a big thing for her, but also ice cream or all sorts of other things lets her know that, uh, that I love her. And I know as a husband, this is convicting to talk about because I could do a better job of, of showing her I love her. But husbands, find a way this week to, to show her, not just say it, but just show her that you love her, that you are there for her. Show her that you are getting to know her. Show her that you uh, honor her and what she does for you and for your family. Uh, show her that you appreciate her and what she what she has given up to to be with you and what she has given up to uh, do all that she does. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this week's message. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen, and hopefully you're encouraged to learn and to grow. And in the last couple of weeks, hopefully it's been a help to you and your marriage. You know, us husbands have such a, a charge here that's so important to God that you see that the end of verse 7 even tells us that if we do this, that our, our prayers won't be hindered. That if we neglect this, we're, we're told here that it will affect our relationship with our God. And so husbands, let's take that seriously. Let's learn and grow. Let's, let's love, let's cherish, and let's honor our wives.